forever. Dog. When your town has let you down, when your port has fallen short, when you're too worn out to run and need some ribs or a cinnabon, you need a place, a place for rock, a place for roll, a place where Oakland Raiders merch is sold, a sublime hot topic and billabong, a place where you can purchase a candy thong. So let's go take a walk. Let's all go to City Walk tonight. tonight. Podcast The Ride presents The City Walk Saga, a daily, 19-part, extremely necessary series exploring the stores, restaurants, and wonderful magic that make up Universal City Walk Hollywood. Podcast The Ride, City Walk Saga, Sector 13 and if you thought that the pace was going to start to pick up at this point and we'll knock out some quick ones you're dead wrong because there is a lot <laughs> to this sector and let's let's dive right in i'm scott gardner uh, mike carlson is here yeah i think a lot of the ones that are like coming up too i like we have to do two hours on them mm-hmm. so like the notion yeah. that we were going to do a lot of mini episodes is bullshit out the door mm-hmm. um so uh yeah clear a lot of space in your fucking in your megabytes mm-hmm. uh jason sheridan joining us as well yes i would advise people to use uh personal days pay time off to start clearing out some of these uh Mm -hmm. on their listening cues or just you know maybe less sleep for the uh, duration of this just like carve out some time you know uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You you can just sleep from like three to five a.m. and the rest of it should be filled with CityWalk Saga. That, that is, if uh, after two weeks people are still listening, because mm-hmm. there's a good chance these are just sitting unlistened to now in people's podcast app for years. For years, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Be. They've unsubscribed and it's just sitting there now. And they're like, when they're like, why did my phone? My phone is out of space. It's out of storage. And then they like look and they thing where you go to five phone storage and it's like, why is there? five gigabytes of, of podcasts <laughs> and then they just delete it and then that's I, it i hope this inspires people to get some bigger phones and that we yes. have been creators of commerce uh, mm-hmm. in the world and for for apple or whatever phone provider uh and joining us uh, uh, for the first time uh, uh it, uh landing in a big way in the in the city walk saga uh, what an honor to start this way uh, uh you you may know him from jimmy kimmel live from his podcast struggle session uh or for uh, giving no fucks on Twitter, it's, uh, it's Jack Allison. Uh, well, thanks for having me, guys. And, uh, you know, there's just something kind of freeing, you know, based to piggyback on what uh, Mike was saying about uh, this episode going on listen to in people's podcast <laughs> app. Like, there's something just freeing about being on a, a lost episode and yeah. knowing that as it's being recorded, it's mm-hmm. a lost episode. We can really say anything here. Uh, yeah, no one true. can be mad at you. No one can be they mad don't at me hear for, for the stuff I say. <laughs> on this podcast, I finally <laughs> feel free to say my opinions. <laughs> yeah. uh, Unlike the pressure of a regular podcast, which is yeah. guaranteed to be listened mm-hmm. to by millions upon millions yeah. of people, you guys have gone to the effort here of winnowing away all the listeners <laughs> so that we can we can finally say uh-huh. the things we, yeah. we really want to say about City Walk. Uh huh. Yes. As long as as long as that's uh, the case. I mean, yeah. now this is you're a. Uh, you're a politically active person, and sure. your podcast is, uh, is is very political. I don't. 
um, I, I'm trying to think how this overlays onto City Walk. It's not a proper, uh, you know, governed body, yeah, uh, necessarily. And may, maybe the question is, maybe it should is be it better that way. Or <laughs> I, oh yeah, that's the yeah. Should it be more uh, more regulated? Should I, I there think be regular elections? City Walk is obviously a classic example of a corpocracy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is what happens when the fat cats at the top make all the decisions, <laughs> and the little people, the activists, the voters, you got to get out there and vote. November, you have to vote. You mm-hmm. must make vote. Sure you get vote. out Raise there and your vote. Voice. Everybody. Get out there and raise vote. your voice and get out there and vote. Um, without a voice, you know, City Walk has just ran roughshod over. You know, I mean, you have to get a permit to do uh, like a dance number there. You uh-huh. know, what I mean? like and, to uh, twirl around with some uh, with some chains and necklaces. Yeah. Or, you know, the kind of street performance. So I, I think you we're see seeing there. an unfettered corpocracy, and I and I think Section 13 actually is a good example of uh, some of the gentrification we see happening at City Walk uh, for uh-huh. the worse. For <laughs> the worse, mm. I do. There is a, a story that I'll that I'll bring up uh, the, where the City Walk and the, and the movie theater actually do intersect with uh, uh, legitimate LA politics. We can get into that. There's wow. been some. I don't know if you guys know all this. Like acts of acts of violence have taken place at that oh. theater. There's a, there's a lot there. But before we get into that, we should find out what it is we're right, we're talking course. about at all. And so we turn to the Sector Keeper. Boys, boys, and Jack. Today's sector is Sector Thirteen. Things from another world, Universal Cinema, Five Towers Outdoor Stage, and the former Simulator Ride. Good luck, boys! So we're talking things from an- currently things from another world, the Universal Cinema, mm-hmm. and, and be- but before that, uh, but I think in I think in the around the things from another world space the simulator ride yeah. that was up there probably until the mid 2000s i couldn't tell you exactly should we start with that one should yeah. we start with the the past and a uh, gamestop right it became a gamestop oh afterwards. good point oh, yeah. i missed that entirely yeah. okay um, i got a couple yeah you know I, your history kid <laughs> and uh jack uh just get you at speed our listeners have heard this every day mm-hmm. uh for many days the sector keeper is the uh, he's simultaneously a child who died of a staph infection sure. uh, in the Danzig Fountains. He's the ghost of that child, but he's also an endless being. For sure, yeah. <laughs> a timeless being who represents the spirit of City Walk. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm well aware of the Sector Keeper, and I have been aware. I, you know, I've oh, gone good. to City Walk for my entire life, so, you know, I've heard the lore of the Sector Keeper. Actually, I think for the first time from a, uh, uh, a grizzled waiter at uh, the uh, Gladstones uh, when I was, uh, when I was oh, about wow. a boy. Uh, so I'm well aware of the sector keeper mm-hmm. and, and the lore surrounding. It's good of him to start getting the word out and mm-hmm. to even tell such a tragic tale to a child. But, yep. you know, you're never too young. I to never find stepped out. into those fountains again because yeah, of the yeah, tragic yeah. tale mm-hmm. of the sector keeper. That's smart. Good thing you got Every to time you. I go up there to City Walk now, I start yelling at all the kids, like, get out of there, get, get out, out of there. Out of you there. don't <laughs> know what might happen. But uh, <laughs> it hasn't yeah. gone. It's been fine. No one's... Yeah. They they still play, but people whatever. are happy that you're yelling at their kids. Yeah, they yeah. Just for safety. They think I'm a street performer. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, you got a permit to do it. Um, yeah, that's right. So you're you're a, a Valley native. So oh, you've yeah. gone to City Walk forever. Sure. Um, uh, any before we get specific, any uh, any particular uh, cherished City Walk memories? Well, you know, uh, when, I, when I was in a, a middle school, I lived in uh, Sherman Oaks there, um, and so you know, you, we had the rapid bus that would basically just you know five stops or so like directly from uh you know right where i lived at like ventura and woodman you know you could for just a few dollars get on the rapid bus and it would let out right at the 
bottom of City Walk. It would let it let out right mm-hmm. there, and you can take the wow. tram up. And so, what I would do uh, uh, during that time is like for a while, one of us had a season pass, and it was like before the way the season passes are now. So we would like try to like sneak that one in and out and whatever. Oh, you could trade it. You, didn't you could have like to... have somebody like sneak it out in a pocket or something like that. Oh, if I'm remembering nice. correctly. Okay. But then the scam I really started to run was that you could like just put highlighter on your hand and smear it really bad, and then say you went in the water fountain <laughs> and like get yourself oh, wet. Yeah. And you'd be like, it got smeared, and they would just like let you in. Because that was a theme park trope for years. Is that you? You would get your hand stamped when sure. you were leaving, and that was and the then only they would thing. Just, and that was the only thing. Now they check the ticket again. They check everything yeah. again. You still get your hand stamped, but it's perfunctory. I don't know why you still get your hand stamped. To be honest yeah, it with you, make sense. Uh, uh, there's no reason because you have to show the ticket again. But yeah, so the thing back then was to just do highlighter in the hand, smear it up, or. If you could get one person in, like I would say that I lost my hat on the Jurassic Park ride and then they would walk you into Lost and Found and then like stop paying attention to you. So then you could just go walk out through the line, <laughs> get your hand stamped. And if you really quick, like put the hand stamp on someone else's hand, then they would also have the stamp. And so you could just keep running that over and over. Oh, you press back of hands yeah, together. Yeah, so it's like if it's fresh, you just go bam and then you both walk in. We So on the podcast, we all are very like good boys, especially sure. when we were children. What was like the age when you started like feeling comfortable lying to strangers? Um, I don't know that there's a time in my life I didn't feel comfortable <laughs> lying to strangers. I don't know. Uh, another one. This one is not that nice. And, you know, I don't say that anybody should do this or whatever. Right. But like you could ostensibly get a uh, front of the line pass if you just they rented wheelchairs for like right. $14 at Universal. And so if you just rented a wheelchair, you would get to go to the front of the line for every single ride like your whole party this is before the fast pass and everything like that and the extra cool part about that was that you don't have to go down the uh, escalators they have like a secret like monorail thing oh, that right. takes you down like you take an elevator and then you take a little private monorail to the bottom and uh you know so so we did that as well and you know i you know i don't think we took away any opportunities from people with actual disabilities uh, from getting no. to the front of the line uh there was a much more grander garish version of that where people would you know, uh, run group tour groups with like uh, uh, handicapped or mentally disabled people. Essentially, right. like rich people would rent them for the day. How nice! And then go through. The, yeah. So yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Florida, it was a big scandal. I think it was as easy as for us. We were just like, he like sprained his ankle, and like I don't know. Yeah. Like, save your money. You don't have to rent a disabled person to get to the front <laughs> of the lines. Like, but you're, now yeah. we're taking work away from. Uh, <laughs> that is yeah, true. That's true. Also, this whole impersonating. Uh, disabled people uh, for and pretending you're in a wheelchair. This is all something Sasha Baron Cohen would do. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that that's a little bit unpalatable, to be honest with you. Like, I think in this era, it's not really the time to be doing comedy like that. So, you know, I think that you know we should stand right to be upset and to yeah, not allow it. We should to, stand strong yeah. against Sasha Baron Cohen here and say that <laughs> what he did was mean, and I don't condone any kind of meanness in comedy ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, but luckily his new uh, 
series and probably a little old by the time people hear this that is is on showtime which like these episodes it makes all his entire show a lost show <laughs> so, so if you're worried about being offended by it you, you won't, won't see it seen it i thought that the announcement said uh, on BitTorrent when they were <laughs> when they said the show was gonna be well any show you see announced yes the secret text we're gonna is be, it's on BitTorrent yeah, we're gonna be first. launching on uh uh on showtime block- and bit BitTorrent. blockchain, <laughs> blockchain, blockchain streaming services yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's get into the. As I said, let's 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 go into the past here of of this sector. Uh, um, so there. Uh, when did this open? I want to say early nineties. Uh, we we were saying right before we started recording. Uh, it was very difficult to even find the name of the simulator attraction that used to be up there. Did it's you find where it? the, the comic book store is now. I uh, looked a little, but like, I yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't really know how to start searching for it. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like you you already had so much on the simulator, Scott. Or like, it seemed like you <laughs> it already like knew you quit. It sounds coming like you quit when Scott said he had a lot of I, stuff. Well, I wasn't sure how much it was going to be, so I... I spent more time writing about other stuff it's not necessarily a ton but i i I found a little more than i thought the 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 name of this thing evidently was show scan presents cinemania yeah (laughs) one of these catchy (laughs) theme park names we all know show scan famously still around today of course yeah yeah yeah, there i it also show scan as far as i knew was a, a process and not necessarily a company but i guess it was a, a company it's like it, tivo you know it became so synonymous with the technology sure <laughs> the technology being uh moving chairs unviewed ride films <laughs> it's, uh, uh, so, this, so this yeah this company this started in the early <clears throat> 80s and if you ever went on a simulator ride that was not uh, in a in a Disney or Universal park, it was probably Show Scan. I remember doing these freestanding rides in like the Luxor or the Excalibur in Vegas. They were they were all over the place. But here's the. Here's what blew my mind today, that this technology was developed, by the way, by Doug Trumbull, eventual director of the Back to the Future ride. Um, And the the whole thing with ShowScan is it's 60 frames a second, which Mm. lets you do more Mm. realistic and less filmy movement. And it's bigger, it's 70 millimeter, bigger than other movies are. And they were looking for a place to start exhibiting this technology. And I found a big article from 1984 that claims that ShowScan, if a couple early tests get off the ground, that it will start being displayed in showbiz pizza palaces. <gasps> oh, wow. wow. Our nation. Um, and it didn't really work out. I think no. they tried it in Dallas and they tried it in Fairfax, Virginia, where there still is a Chuck E. Cheese, it having at some point been switched from showbiz pizza right. palace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read about the movie that they showed there, which now I think it's I think it was called New Magic. I didn't write the title down because it's hard to remember. Uh, well, that was it. Ch- doesn't register with me. That was the thing they showed in the Chuck E. Cheese. This was a movie shown exclusively at not Chuck E. Cheese, but Showbiz. Oh, Show Pizza. Showbiz. showbiz Pizza, right? And the story of this movie of New Magic is that you're watching. Very simple. You're you're in the back of a showbiz pizza watching mm. a 70 millimeter film about fireworks, and then the projector breaks, and the 
projectionist comes onto the screen and apologizes and says, really sorry, um, what else can I do while I have it here? It's gonna take forever to fix the film. Well, I could show you this new technology that my boss, a sorcerer, is working on. (laughs) And the sorcerer is played by Christopher Lee. And wow. from there, oh, I didn't read the really? plot. Wow. Yeah, Christopher Lee is in a thing that only played at a, at a showbiz pizza in Fairfax, Virginia. And I didn't read the plot of it too carefully, but like this guy ends up, the projectionist, it's it's similar to Mickey in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. The, right. the sorcerer is furious that he would dare try out this magic <laughs> sure. without explicit sure. permission. I mean, that's right in the yet. public domain, angry sorcerer yeah. as like a go-to. It's, it's, a, it's uh, a big trope. TV tropes area yeah. if you go to that site. Um, um, among the things that happens is that the go- the sorcerer makes the the projectionist go into a guillotine, and the guillotine doesn't cut his head off, but it does put his head on the body of a spider, hmm. which is, there's a, a still of this on a website I found, and it's very disturbing. And then the sorcerer, in the final indignity, turns him into Billy Bob, the mascot of showbiz pizza from the rock of fire explosion yes wow Correct. and then he's and then it, it ends with the sorcerer saying go get out there and entertain the kids oh. so then w- when you leave the movie if you see billy bob walking around you know that he is a a punished projectionist. Oh my god! Isn't this wow! Wild, yeah. All new it, info to me this morning. And you know, yeah. there's one thing children love: it's body horror. Cronenberg <laughs> <laughs> has yeah. body horror. Like, just being like, "Mommy, rescue him!" Well, <laughs> rescue he's a slave, him. mommy. <laughs> Let me ask you guys because I remember these existing, but I never did them. Mm-hmm. Did your Dave and Buster's growing up? Where there's simulator theaters in your Dave and Buster's because there was in uh, the Philadelphia one. Growing up, when you say growing up, I I, I was not privileged. I did not have a Dave and Buster's really? growing up. Yeah, did I. Nor did we. Huh. They yeah. are new arrivals in yeah. Los Angeles. Oh. Yeah, I was huh. at one yeah. the other night at Hollywood and Highland, and those have not. Uh, yeah, that's that's the last we couple of years. We had a place called Gameworks I got when I was 16, which is very similar to it, but no Dave and Buster's yeah. until many years later. What about uh, Funscape? Because that leans looms larger in my mind. Did, did no, one, I don't, the, what is Funscape? Funscape was yeah, like yeah. a um, Funscape was like a family kind of version of Dave and Buster's. It is a it was a massive facility uh, in Wilmington, Delaware. It was like three stories tall, uh, mini golf, a 18th screen movie theater, wow. uh, laser tag, wow. virtual reality, a simulator, a Star Tours kind of simulator thing. Uh, where you're in a car as opposed to a theater. Yeah, where you're in a car. I only ever remember, I think we did the mini golf once. Uh, the movie theater was like the first regal movie theater in the Philadelphia area and was notable for like being the first movie theater where my family was like, oh wow, this is full back seats. Like a thing that is now ubiquitous now. <laughs> really? It used to be like really. <laughs> How did they have seats before? It just like kind of like, like halfway like, up your back. <laughs> it was mostly like kind of like wow. dumpy your AMCs where we were and this was like the thir- first theater with like stadium kind of seat tiered seating. Maybe I just don't remember that seats used I to be get, like that. Yeah, I guess I remember when we had like AMC in, uh, in Schaumburg went to like stadium seating. And right, it was like, I remember that. It was like, it was a summer of stadium seating. Yeah, Everyone was I thought obsessed. that had more to do with the, the height of the, you know, the rows not being, you know, on 
one level. That's what I thought stadium Rather seating had more to do with the chair. You know, stadiums don't have. Yeah, no, you're chairs. right. You're right. You're it right. has more to do with it. It's not all just a flat space. Yeah, it's like, it's where like all a the, stadium. Like how the Vista is just a big flat. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. not stadium style seating. And in fact, that theater is trash because it's not stadium <laughs> style. <laughs> stadium style. I uh, hated it when it first started because I uh, did not have a growth spurt yet. I mean, I had <laughs> no. one growth spurt uh, and kind of oh. tapped out there. Uh, right. Uh, but I, it was hard for me to see over these yeah. high back chairs until a certain point. <laughs> so well, that's why you got to have the, the stadium aisle. seating, actually. Yeah, I remember being actually very happy about stadium seating as a similarly short man because yeah. it did it did help a lot, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, you know, it used to be a problem like with people like being too tall in front of me in movies. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. uh, 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 so Funscape uh, went under. It lasted a few years. But the movie theater is still open and going strong, but it was on the third floor. So for a few years, you used to have to walk through an abandoned arcade, like an abandoned mini golf wow. at a ba- like a haunted house, essentially. <laughs> you had to walk through the creepiest thing, and then they reopened some of the arcade, and then they just re- massively just redid it so that the lobby was on the other side of the building and then they turned a lot of it into office space and you still had to go up a bunch of escalators to get to the screening you know to get to the theaters but it was like yeah it was a big thing it it was like the era of laser tag was everywhere there was like a a A wonderful time down the street yeah a wonderful time uh that laser tag also too i remember was just uh people sat in uh chairs it was split in half and there were chair and you were like sitting in chairs really? zapping at targets and wow. each other seated laser, seated laser tag it's the only yeah. time i had ever seen it the lazy man's laser the lazy tag. man's yeah. laser tag we're really we're, committed to the no running uh, <laughs> i did the the vr once and i they're like right as they put the helmet on they're like oh you got to take your glasses off and i'm like oh no and i so i was just a blurry <laughs> laser <laughs> like star fox original star Fox quality graphics laser tag <laughs> <laughs> or no uh, uh, VR VR this is we're, okay huh. so we'll do the funscape episode we'll do the Schomburg Mall episode <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah we gotta we have to start saving our our if we start talking about other other malls and arcades yeah uh, other uh, we'll family never, fun yeah. we'll never get through 19 you guys parts do a of whole, this one a whole month on that mall the Schomburg Mall that's yeah, where yeah. it's at <laughs> the Schomburg <laughs> Mall is starting to become we're like that's I think it's we're building it up into an event okay. I'm excited it's like the McDonald's for no boys we're gonna wear tuxedos <laughs> when we do the show, we're going to podcast in tuxedos. No yeah. one will see it, but okay. So this, so the simulator ride, you did this at some point. Yeah, I, took, I did the simulator ride a couple times. I remember that it was a, a devil's mine ride, uh, uh-huh. uh, and I also remember that it was, you know, sort of one of these things that is such a city walk classic, uh, something that it, you know, is fun to do, but not that fun. Uh, <laughs> that is just obscenely overpriced and will make your parents mad that you want to do. Like these rides were like at most like I want to say like 10 minutes long like they were yeah. not these are not long rides and I think they cost like $15 or something like that so I this is so. like it's like 2018 movie prices for like a you know uh, uh, I think it's over in seven minutes and I was there I, any... I heard five, I read five minutes was how long <laughs> yeah. um, okay. have you guys, I was trying okay. to be generous to I, yeah. 
I I don't want to slow us down here, but I did. I found the Devil's Mind ride oh, on wow. YouTube. Would you guys like to pause very briefly, go yes. on the Devil's Mind together, and then pick it back up? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. yeah. All right. This used to cost fifteen dollars. You can do this for free <laughs> now. We're doing it in our oh, apartment man. during a podcast lost episode. We'll take a quick break <laughs> and we'll be right back with our thoughts on Devil's Mind ride. And we're back. We've just survived the Devil's Mind Ride. And actually, if you want to pause it here and go on it yourself, just go to YouTube and search Devil's Mind Ride 1991, and uh, you can know what we're talking about. But in case you don't feel like stopping, we want to describe what we just uh, mm-hmm. experienced. Um, it was an experience. That it is was the best an experience. way to... Uh... <laughs> so a grizzled old prospector mm-hmm. says... you he, he, you're in a mine cart right and you get to the point where you would start the tour and he says they fixed it fixed it up real nice for you we fixed you're here to tour the mine we fixed it up real nice for you it's gonna be real smooth and fun right and, uh, the the old prospector i'm looking at his imdb right now oh his name is paul harper and he apparently plays a lot of old prospector <laughs> types <laughs> He's you don't in, say. Is he still with us? Uh, this doesn't say, uh, but he's been in things like Ghost Rock, which is a cowboy thing. Sure, Wild Side, which is a cowboy thing. The mm-hmm. Blue and the Gray, which appears to be a Civil War thing. You know, he's a guy who he's a type, is what I'm trying to Character say. Character actor, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. Royal Dano, who often played Lincoln as mm-hmm. well as in the theme park world. Um, so you're the Wild Bunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Hey, that's 1969. How about that? Hey, oh, boy. Um, so, Paul Harper, the old prospector, mm-hmm. uh, is about to usher you into a nice mine ride. Seems like it's going to be a very calm and sort of normal mine ride it's at this a point. a tour of a historic mine, and you can see the facilities mm-hmm. and how uh, mining is done. But mm-hmm. He no, has no then, name. He, uh, he no. has no name. He's not introduced. It's unclear how you got the tickets for this. No. Not from him, I don't think. Um, and, and what you're doing, like, if where are you some kind of mine inspector? Why are you just sitting, <laughs> you know, in a mine cart already yeah. when you're just arriving? Before introducing yourself or meeting anybody at the, you know, the actual mining facility, you just took the liberty to jump right into a mine cart and start mm-hmm. uh, rolling on down the rail there. Huh, yeah, which it kind of serves you right to end up going on a madcap adventure. Because, like, this isn't your mind. You have right. no right to... Typically, you want to have them choose... I mean, I don't want to spoil what comes next, mm-hmm. but typically you would have, you know, the mine operator, I would say, choose the path you want to mm-hmm. go before you decide to step on into the mine cart there. But that's not what happens here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You might you might have made a presumption that there was only one mine car path when, in fact, there is a second, and it is, quote, my kind of mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is to say poorly built... <laughs> And with yeah. giant gaps and yeah. uh, probably more bats than the other. I don't know. Well, how much nicer was that other mine going to be? Well, though? I don't even want to say that it's poorly built necessarily. It's just mm-hmm. built to be an exciting roller coaster. It's a, yeah. <laughs> like, uh... it's a madcap adventure, really. Yes. I mean, well, it's really. I mean, it's in, to put it in our terms, it's Jason's kind of mine, not Scott's kind of mine. Right. Me, oh. me liking because oh, it's, it's very thrilling. mild thrills. Exactly. Yes. Right. So Jason's yeah. probably you're not alarmed getting in this right. mine. I 
it just seems like the normal type of thrilling mine ride I usually take on vacations. The other mine might have been like a dark mine ride where you just see like animatronic miners yeah, kind of mining slow, at like, like, nuts, uh, the like walls. Oh. This was like more a, a CG. You know what? It reminded me of. Uh, uh, it reminded me of like the graphics in uh, if you know the Twitter account the Share Zone. Sure, yeah, uh, it's like the Share Zone. Which uh, is uh, a lot of CGI skeletons. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, what the graphics of so yeah so when you go on the mine uh, from my uh, just you know the naked eye I think that's all CGI I don't think there's any practical effects being uh, no. displayed mm-hmm. uh, it reminds me of Superman sixty four with all the sure. the, uh, the fog that's going on because they didn't want to have to render backgrounds oh mm-hmm. right so it's like a very foggy well, it's the, the draw distance you can't get that much draw right. distance yes. back it's, then. A, it's a real foggy mine is what yeah. I'm trying to say <laughs> which well, actually sort of heightens the danger of it yes. I mean you're careening around on this roller coaster that's built been built inside of a mine you can't mm-hmm. even see a few feet ahead of you yeah. uh, because of you know technological limitations <laughs> but also because of art direction <laughs> right. uh-huh. there's My- not even music to no. remind you of the uh, uh, upstairs world the yeah. world outside of this mine well that would break from the reality of it that would that would yeah. uh, uh, it's it's really just uh, it's nothing but mess unseen uh, once you get into the actual uh, <laughs> Mine. They made this with very specific filmmaking rules, and it wouldn't be Prospector Paul's kind of mine if it had music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, an odd thing also is that I found another video of a Devil's Mine ride, and it's the same intro and outro, which is live action with the old Prospector, but the middle is a different mine ride with updated CGI, oh, wow. which I found worse. I thought the <laughs> oh. 2000 hmm. CGI was kind of showier and stupider than 1991, as we, in keeping with the general feeling of we've made great advancements, but then a 2000 movie is unwatchable, whereas mm. Jurassic Park still really holds up. Kind of like Fantasia 2000, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the original Devil's Mine Ride is just timeless, and yeah. Devil's Mine Ride 2000, you know, it went a little too far with the technology. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, um, I, is anyone, <laughs> I can't remember offhand who introduces all the segments in Fantasia 2000, but why do I want to say one of them has been me too That might be a, a false accusation. We have to check that. I think just statistically, that's a good bet. Any film with multiple celebrities. Is it it John Lasseter, perhaps? I don't think he does an introduction, but maybe I'm thinking that because... I could see Matt Lauer doing an introduction (laughs) to Fantasia 2000. Is it Morgan Freeman? He could be in there. I don't know. Uh, Um... James Toback Charlie Rose James Toback <laughs> Disney legend James yeah. Toback A very young TJ Miller Pizza Perlman I uh, I think he's uh, fine Yeah who's, he's who's fine This is a pretty uh, uh, Steve Martin James Levine Bette Midler James Earl Jones Pizza Perlman wow. Angela Lansbury Quincy Jones um. Teller Pen and Teller Okay hmm. James Levine uh, isn't one of the conductors Who's run afoul of the law he's not one of the bad conductors no. a few bad conductors that's, that's one of the, news, the new conductors bad boy club he is. is he okay I don't know he seems okay I shouldn't be besmirching James Levine without uh, yeah. proof I don't want to start getting that out there yeah, this is 
Uh, Turning well, into a witch hunt. Yeah. This uh, you're, trying, you're just trying to find phantoms where they aren't there in, in Fantasia 2000's IMDb. Oh, uh, nope. Uh, on December 2nd, 2017, the New York Times published a front-page story containing detailed accounts of four men in their 40s and 60s alleging long-term sexu- sexual abuse of them by Levine. Levine! I win! Right when you called it a witch hunt and I was starting to get red <laughs> in the so face. I'm so sorry. I'm uh, so sorry. Yeah. I should know better than, you know. Uh, Let me just show that picture I showed you again. And how would this man be ever be accused of anything? <laughs> yeah. He looks like the old prospector. He, he looks. Does. <laughs> this man is one of the scariest looking men I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> conductors. You gotta watch out for conductors. By looking at him. Um, so anyway. Something, well, what is going many, on with uh, conductors? <laughs> that There's took something. as many uh, twists and turns as a devil's mind, right? Yeah, the that devil's mind itself. Uh, um, did you? You didn't go on any other uh, of the show scan you presents. Know, I, 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 I do remember going on another one, and I don't remember what it was. I did want to say, you know, I mentioned very astutely during the when we were watching Devil's Mind Ride, and I think it was a smart thing that I want to mention now on the podcast <laughs> proper uh, that you know the Devil's Mind Ride kind of has in it a lot of the DNA that you now see in a lot of these other rides where you're watching a movie mm-hmm. and sitting in a oh, chair. Yeah. I mean, Universal you know, screen rides. Despicable have, Me, Simpsons. Yeah, absolutely. You have uh, the track ending and the, the car, you know, falling and mm-hmm. landing on another track later, mm-hmm. uh, which you see in The Simpsons and also in... Um, Minion, Minion Mayhem. Minion. Even uh, you just did Kung Fu Panda, yeah. and there's all the same stupid tricks they've been doing since mm-hmm. 1991. Yeah. So you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, like yeah, like the the Devil's Mind Ride uh, uh, was, you know, uh, a, an innovator. The, um, the Velvet Underground of, <laughs> yeah. ride, of roller coasters. Yeah, it's with birth of a nation it's of, like, uh, <laughs> of roller coasters. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> everyone, the, the Devil's Mind Ride was not a, a big hit, but everyone who wrote it, they started. I don't remember what other ride I went on there, but it was some. I went on some ride. I feel like it was like Tron ish or something. And afterwards, me and my friend got interviewed by like a film crew because they were trying to like get like um, you know uh, testimonials, testimonials yeah. about how it was good. And I remember like just stupidly being like, I didn't think it was very good. And they like shut like got rid of me right away. And my friend who was like a kid actor like was like very emotive and was like. Whoa, it was cool. Swoosh, swoosh, and all this stuff. And See, like, Jack? they didn't even have me sign a release. They did not even go through the perfunctory. <laughs> like, they didn't even, they had him sign and all this even uh, shit. Even back then, you were a provocateur. I was. And then, you did, and then your buddy knew how to play the game. I know, I know. <laughs> what a fool. You couldn't do it. You couldn't yeah. bring did yourself you, to do it. That friend not? is uh, Colin Trevorrow. He's... <laughs> <laughs> did you did you ever think about a way did you ever get to write it for free by like sneaking on or lying to I, the I never I you know it was locked down the yeah. the scene sense what was it mm. called again the Cine- Cinema, Cine- 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 I think it was pretty locked down there. I mean, that's like, uh, I mean, I was able to sneak into the movie theater, which we'll talk mm. about shortly. You know, oh, that's boy. a pretty easy one to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but never, 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 never the, if, uh, the movie. It is the, wild the, to me that they well, built a simulator ride next to a theme park. Yeah. I know this isn't the first time I've heard of that happening. Yeah. I mean, I guess Star Wars The Void uh, is is built next to a theme park, but that is a very different experience and 
you know. But at the time, no, when it opened, no simulators in Universal Studios. I guess that's true. Universal Network. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a pilot program. And it- hey, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger IV. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. And really, like, it takes kind of the same place uh, as I would say that the uh, the 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 um, the what is the skydiving I fly, thing, the indoor the sky fly yeah, thing yeah. now takes, which is like stupid, really expensive shit mm-hmm. that like kids are going to like beg to do, and then the parents have to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. it's like it's actually even in sector thirteen, just as uh, the I fly is now. So right. maybe there's something psychologically about that area that you know. Uh, uh, puts it in a good spot for that kind of thing. It's on the way out the door. You might be heading to the parking right. garage, and it's like one last thing That's to true. suck your money up on yep. the way out. Uh, 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 just like Margaritaville, the final stop, mm-hmm. or the Raiders <laughs> store. The Raiders <laughs> store is really the That's final stop. That's really the money yeah. pit. Yeah. I never yeah. got a souvenir. All right, looks like you're getting a Raiders t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you want to move into the into the movie theater, or uh, uh, up, up to you. You guys freestyle it. The Sector Keeper isn't here you know, uh, uh, he doesn't have us by the balls right now, so we can go whichever way we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie theater, comic store, what's there? What's what's everywhere? Th- this well, is a path like the old prospector presents. Uh, uh, I would go, let's talk about things from another world. The sure, comic store. Yeah. Another world. Sure, so, yeah. uh, I have some background on things from another world. Uh, this is a it's a comic store chain out of Portland, Oregon, much huh. like Voodoo Donuts came out of Portland, founded by Mike Richardson, who would go on to found Dark Horse Comics. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. The long time uh, before Marvel, the long time home of uh, the Star Wars comics and the uh, Aliens and Predators comics and a bunch of original work. Uh, things from another world, currently the third largest comic chain in the country. Uh, I think Mile High Comics is number one, and I would guess Midtown Comics might be number two. This also, uh, by the way, not that hard to be on the top five comic retailer list in America. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're still hanging <laughs> on after the, the 90s. I think number three and four only have one shop. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, so this used to be down by... Uh, uh, where the studio store is now. It, it yeah. is now, the studio store expanded into the uh, original things from another world space, with but the, like... The spaceship bursting out of yeah, it. Yeah, with That's the spaceship why that was bursting there. out. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a cordial agreement. They're like, well, we want to expand the studio store. We can move you down to a bigger space sort of thing so uh, uh, they moved down a couple years ago the rarely achieved city walk move pulled yeah. off yeah. by tony romas, tony romas. um by things from another world is there another one uh <laughs> have we have we found well in florida the hard rock the moved. original hard rock moved Oh, that's right. To hard rock it was live. kind of in yeah. the park by the Psycho House, and now it's the the yeah. that, that glorious you would walk Coliseum through the kid zone to get to either the Hard Rock Cafe or the Psycho, <laughs> the Psycho House, House in that's Orlando. Right, that's right. So, um, um, well, things, so good on you. Uh, things from another world, you did yeah. it. 
Things from Another World, the original one, I honestly think had more actual comics than the yeah, current one. It is it true. Did, for yeah. sure. It had a much bigger like stock of comics. The current one is kind of uh, suffers from what I'll call Barnes and Noble syndrome, where it's like mm, just we're a bookstore. But we're we have a lot of statues and Funko Pops. Right, There's, it's a toy store. It's a toy it's store, a toy store and yeah. a few you know walls of comics, a few racks of comics. Yeah, does does the uh, current things from another world even have like weekly it comics? Or are they releasing? They're in like, the back. It's like on the back wall. Yeah, wow, but, but like the hits. It's, it's just like it's sort of pull list there. Or I, I like the old things from another world. I to be too. honest with I you, and, and I think that that little corner of Universal was actually kind of Universal City Walk. You know. Uh, um, not to be like a city walk hater, but that kind of corner over there, like, was one of the spots that had some kind of like unique flair to it. It felt like to me, like, but mm. like between Ruben's Red Hots and uh, was uh, that there? Ruben's Red Hots was right next to mm. things from another world. Ruben's, I think, is still there, right? The little hot dog place. Jody uh, Maroney. I think it became Jody Jody Maroney. Sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Then it was Jody Maroney's yeah. the entire time, but and now it's Ludo. Is Ludo it Ludo Bird. now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Ludo's like good. I remember Jody Maroney's and. Uh, uh, and and things from another world kind of being the spot like that was the thing to do mm-hmm. is you'd go over to Universal City Walk. The rest that's just corporate trash. That's all for the tourists. <laughs> the real City Walk heads know yeah. that you go into the crowded, uh, um, the very you know small corridored uh, things from another world. <laughs> I don't, which I, I'm not. I'm, it was horrendous in there. Like it was yeah. like bad. It was like too crowded in there. They had to like squeeze too much stuff in there. But like. That was like how a comic shop is. It was yeah, like how comic was, shops are. Like yeah. it was actually kind of weird that there was a like kind semi, you know, like I'm not going to say like fully as good as other comic shops, but like a 70-80% comic shop was like in Universal City Walk. Uh, yeah. Cuz that's the recurring thing is how few of these stores have anything you would actually need sure day to day. It is not a shopping center with functional Items uh, uh, and yeah. they did, and I believe I think the Upstart Crow used to be a, a better bookstore, a more legitimate bookstore. Oh yeah! So it's like slowly peeled away from having uh, anything. Yeah, but nonsense. this has to do with the gentrification of, uh, yeah. of the Universal yeah. City <laughs> Walk. We're losing the local flair I, up you, there. You would find like I feel like too now. Now the new things from Other World just has like it's all Iron Man, it's all right. Game of Thrones, it's all this. Like you it's used to be able to find Han Solo. It's a lot of Alden Han Solo. My Han Solo. The big forehead on Solo. <laughs> <laughs> the Han Solo. <laughs> I have a really good feeling that we're going to find a lot of my toys uh, in six months at this comic <laughs> store. Uh, uh, it's going to be like in like Vegas, like how they have the E.T. like graveyard yes, for the yeah. E.T. video game. There's going to be they're going to have to bury like a million Alden Han Solo uh, uh, action figures in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, I just think the Funko Pop invasion of City Walk. Yeah. Like, you know how some, some stores in L.A. now, you see a little sign that says, like, we take Bitcoin. In yeah. CityWalk soon, you will be able to pay with Funko Pops. Like, I think oh. Funko Pops are the only uh, Alden Han Solo toy that's getting the forehead correct, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you, uh, you, know what, you know where it would be the perfect place to bury all the Alden toys? In the old mine. <laughs> you go in, you go in they old... can just add it digitally to a new yeah. special edition. A big pile of Alden says you're careening through this mine. Oh! Yeah, what's... Well, once the mine went under, we turned it into a public storage rental. So <laughs> you used to be like in the old store, though. You used to be able to. They would have like what I like about old like comic stores. You would have like 
1991 Star Trek The Next Generation right. toys just sitting on the shelf. Because they've like been they, there since that they've time. They've been there that <laughs> yeah. long. It's like Troy's mother toy. Yeah. No one bought it at the time, but I, I like going I, I like, to see I like Troy's the dedication mother. of comic shops that are like, this is never going down until somebody buys it. <laughs> like, yeah. the, oh, we, yeah. This Watto toy from, from 1999, uh, uh, we will not sacrifice shelf space until somebody takes that away. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, somebody would buy the Watto toy. This yeah. Yeah. Bastard. Um, <laughs> this Todd McFarland. McFarland toys. <laughs> I have, Todd McFarland I have those. Fat the other things from another world in Portland are more traditional, okay. you know, comic stores with pull lists and, and yeah. subscriptions. It's and like all it that felt like it, things from another world felt like it was a real comic shop, and now it feels kind of similarly to how other stuff in CityWalk feels like, where it's like the Dubai version of it. Like everything <laughs> is at CityWalk because like the yeah. flat they just have to have the name of it up there or whatever yeah. like it feels like it's things from another world in the sense that like they bought a sign that says things from another world I, i'm repeating material here but i i went up with a, a, a friend of mine who's a, a law professor and an intellectual and his he proposed the theory that like sephora i bet this sephora does not do the business that a typical one does but it's about people pass by the word For Sephora sure. on the way it's to about Universal people Studios. people visiting Los Angeles and yeah. they're maybe from out of the mm-hmm. country and they're like, oh, that, this is like, it's Epcot is actually what it is. City mm-hmm. Walk is Epcot. It's like meant to represent like <laughs> what America is uh, oh, to like visiting foreigners. Yeah. And you might, it's you're actually, on vacation, you might be a little more willing to part with like a little treat for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But, there's expensive sunglasses there and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I want to go like, I'll get like the John Varvato's sunglasses while I'm in America like you know what a little bit of fun for me I'm like but, a real celebrity <laughs> but the, oh, the difference though is with Epcot though in those stores it's not been just rooted out all like the like it's not just in the J- Japanese pavilion like right it's just not Funko Pops of like Japanese Disney well, characters. Epcot is a less accurate representation of America. I mean, mm. Epcot is like this planned economy kind of like Disney thing. Like it's like they're trying to keep like the purity of Epcot as being a representative of America. Uh-huh. But that's not re- that's not really what America is. Like Universal represents it better. Where it's like what like you know <laughs> what what America is is like capital taking over, and uh-huh. so like that's Universal. Like who has the most money? Like has representation at Universal. City Walk, and you know, mm-hmm. it's not like you go to Epcot. I never been to Epcot, but I assume it's like you know, farmers milking cows and shit. I don't know. What is Epcot well, like? It's, it's a world recreation. Uh-huh. There's some America, and you get an American. There's this thing. But I'm the sure American it's like adventure. a guy like doing steel or some shit or something. In Epcot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you a lot of that. In the robot what America show, you is, see is, like steel workers. What America and, is is a service economy. You're getting a better sense walking through Universal <laughs> City Walk of what the whole of America is like. It's like people working at Sephora's. It's what it is. <laughs> I mean, we. I think we have talked before about how it's you can. See see in city walk tastes changing from like well the candy store went away and now it's cupcakes and now yep. it's frozen yogurt and now it's fancy donuts but and now crepes will always be there crepes will never ever <laughs> crepes, crepes will never subside it, yeah we all know the place that crepes hold in america at large and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's never it's never going away <laughs> i think that's probably just because of like the high number of european tourists that are walking through there and like that's the option like how when you're in japan there's a mcdonald's or something like that like mm. that's the option of like 
oh, let's not go crazy like and go to Hard Rock Cafe. Let's just get a crepe right now or whatever. <laughs> crepes and Belgian fries. That's the yeah. other thing in, in the crepe place. There's fries with a lot of dipping sauce Yeah, options. with the, mm-hmm. the, the, the mayonnaise and shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Which styrofoam plates. I know uh, I talked about that on that sector. You are served a crepe, not traditionally easy to cut i mean you can cut it but it's very thin and kind of spongy and then if you cut too hard you are cutting directly into styrofoam yeah Again, nice bits of styrofoam. the table yeah yeah <laughs> uh, uh do, is there more on the comic book store because i, I could i have um, a, a decent well, I mean, feel well, free i i just think it was when i was first coming to la for like internships and stuff in school i remember looking up because I lived down the road at the Oakwoods and I was looking up what comic stores are close by. You were a child actor, right? I was a child actor. Uh, I was in... um uh, uh, I was in the, the space show... Uh, no, I can't even remember. Space, space cases? cases? Space cases. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, driving that little robot trash can suit around. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> fit the suit. Uh, and I remember going like, "Wow, there's a comic store right. There's two like right down the road, and one of which was House of Secrets, uh, which I ended up going to and still go to a lot. Which is probably like the f- sixth biggest comic store in the world. <laughs> just, probably, because, just because it's always busy. One, it's there yeah. because it exists. Yeah. But I remember going, "Oh, there's an, one in the, another direction too." And then I like zoomed in on the map, and I'm like, "It's in the middle of City Walk." Like, because yeah. I. I had only known the Orlando City Walk, uh, and sure enough, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a, a place." But I'm I am born. wondering, I am wondering, is there anyone who goes every Wednesday like that <laughs> is or was like? Well, that's my shop. I go every Wednesday. I guess if you work at Universal, I was going to say I theorize yeah. people that work on the lot. I theorize that perhaps now, not maybe now, yeah, not yeah. maybe now that it's a new one. But if there was anyone going every Wednesday, I bet it's like people that are working on the lot every day mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and walk over there. So Whoops. Universal President Ron Meyer looking for new comic <laughs> properties to option yeah. strolls up the hill each week when they made uh the the night thrasher do you guys know about this i feel like i i found out about this at an old job there was a night thrasher pilot with terrence howard wow like, well, a I don't long know time ago I don't know if it ever got made, but there was like news stories about it in the trades. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Weird. That's too bad it didn't happen. I know. Well, we can fingers crossed. (laughs) It probably will happen though. Yeah. Well, if you make it to the end of the, the, you know, the, the, the great procedure of trying to get things made in Hollywood, then your the, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow potentially is having your work displayed at the universal cinemas Mm -hmm. theater. Sure. And and this is a place that has been home to many, many premieres over the years. Uh, and there's a ton to talk about with this theater, but that, that seemed like a very unique aspect to me. And here's what I did with my uh, limited time on the earth. I went, uh, (laughs) on uh, Getty editorial images and I found photos of all the premieres that ever took wow. place Whoa. at the Universal uh, the Universal Studios Cineplex Odeon. Now the Cineplex Odeon predates City Walk. It was there before City Walk was built. I think we talked about uh, uh, many days ago. So City Back Walk when actually it was all just orange groves. <laughs> 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 um, there was no yeah there were, you had to like make it through a forest yeah, and, uh, back in the day you used to either buy Tropicana Florida's Best or Universal brand orange juice made in Hollywood and avoid a lot of bees on the way into the theater but yeah. if you made it a great film was your reward uh, um, so 
I found photo this going through photo after photo. I'm gonna have to post like a, an imger. Is that the name? Yeah, of yeah. The, oh, yeah. I will post a gallery of all of the stolen uh, watermarked editorial Getty editorial images I found because the you should fi- pay the license. Come on. Okay, yeah, you're right. All right, so hey, support, support artists. Yeah, support support artists, artists. Support images. the Gettys, please. Even though he didn't want to get his grandson back, we need to support the Gettys. Was <laughs> oh, that that Getty? Is Getty yeah, Images? The same soul. That's only a family. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. that All these great, great old newspaper, the Gettys, the Hearsts, no. are good friends. A lot of fun. A lot, lot of fun. fun. I, I love that they're all still around. It's just fun that we mm. still get them around they're all the time. They're still affecting our day to day. Yeah, cool. American royalty. People say the Kennedys. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the weird old newspaper Barrys, the DuPonts, the Hearst, <laughs> uh, whose, whose descendants all have a the the very specific brain. <laughs> there are Habsburgs. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, okay. So when I buy the licenses in perpetuity <laughs> yeah. to all these photographs, which at about five hundred dollars each, well, you'll you'll see a gallery that's uh, about you know about eight grand total you know out of Scott Gardner's Get pocket. Get a Lexus Nexus login. <laughs> You know what I think? You guys should do an Indiegogo to raise the money for buying the pictures. So you can, so if everybody out there just pitches in a little bit, you guys can raise the eight grand to finally post these pictures. You're right. Okay, so go to Indiegogo.com slash, mm. slash Odeon Memories. <laughs> so we can do this all on the up and up. But so check, look on Twitter and we'll have posted this uh, once the goal's been reached. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, let me just list some of the, the movie premieres that happened up there some of the finest films of the 90s and 2000s we're talking the quest the frighteners mm. dudley do right wow. with brendan fraser wow. ed primary colors mm. live action flipper the battle of shaker heights oh project green light season two cop and a half <laughs> uh, we're talking we're back a dinosaur story uh we're talking mo better blues was mm. peter frampton at the premiere of mo better blues you better believe it. Well, Ninja Turtles 3. Well, oh. 2 and 3. But sure. 3 had the added attraction of George went in a t-shirt and gym shorts. <laughs> like, just dressed like, uh, like he's sitting on the couch. Uh, 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 so that'll be in the gallery. Uh, uh, the, the premiere of The Lost World was up there. Right. Was Billy Idol at the premiere in an Arizona Diamondbacks XXL Probably t-shirt not. and sweatpants? No. No way. There's no way. <laughs> Hate to tell you guys, you're all struck out. What? Wow. Like the Diamondbacks never would. I thought it was going to be uh, no. Um, and and, and uh, finally, the premiere of, uh, I know this is an important film to all of us, Cole the Conqueror mm. uh, with Kevin Sorbo. Oh, sure. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Foundational. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. One of the big properties of our time. Of course, you'll be happy to know Gene Simmons was at the premiere. Mm. And yes, of course, Kevin Sorbo rode into the premiere on a horse through ah, City Walk. Good, 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 so, good. if you want to see some of these photos, as well as some of the craziest fashions you've ever seen the entire band Dishwalla at the premiere of American Pie, wearing like mesh. T 
t-shirts mm-hmm. nipple exposing <laughs> mesh t-shirts right. it's a hell of a gallery so uh, please donate today uh, um but you know this but the cineplex is a place of the the people it's not just for big old movie stars no. and, and mm-hmm. duponts they oh, even give you the money back you know for the parking there they're the most generous vendor in all of city walk they yeah. give you they hand you a like a bill right they give you like five <laughs> bucks they just hand you cash yeah. <laughs> it's still parking. going this system this is still is going it's been totally well, they tried to change they changed it if you they're trying to change it because they were like, oh, did you buy... When we went up last time to go see a movie, they were like, did you buy the tickets on, like, moviewhatevertickets.com? Or I was like, no, I bought them on Fandango. And they go, oh, never mind. You're just going to have to get the $5. Like, there's a new... They're trying to do it where, like, it refunds you in-app. Uh, but mm. but for what... But Fandango still has the old system of just throwing you a five. <laughs> I like just getting the crisp $5 bill every yeah. single yeah. time. <laughs> I feel like, for once, the movie industry is giving back to you. Yeah. Uh, um, what are some of your guys' favorite memories of, of going I've, to this theater? I'll say this: uh, this is the I've this is the theater in Los Angeles I've seen the most movies at. Wow! I well, go, we have seen I wrote we've seen like the last five Marvel movies there. Well, every movie that's like a big movie, we, <laughs> it's almost a tenth of them. But I've seen we, Jack. We've seen DC movies there too. I've seen yeah. The Dark Knight there. I saw. I saw. Ba- I saw my Knight first and... screening of Batman versus Superman there. And, oh, you know, okay. that was big. That was huge. I got the best movie going experience of my life was there. Opening a night, and we mentioned him earlier. Opening night, Borat, oh, packed wow. house. Hmm. The audience loving it For so sure. into it it was so much fun i'll tell you similarly this is not borat uh uh which i saw at comic-con and had a similar experience that was yeah. one of the most fun also the uh the jackass movies all oh, yeah. are just oh, so much yeah. fun never skip yeah. a jackass in the theaters mm-hmm. uh, yeah but what i saw at universal which was a, a really fun experience actually was i saw soul plane on opening night oh, and wow. i like still think soul plane is funny because of like yeah. how much fun that theater uh-huh. experience was <laughs> yeah. uh wow I yeah buy it. I actually ran into uh, 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 Kevin Hart at the grocery store. This was before he was very famous as Kevin Hart, like mm. shortly after Soul Plane. And I was like, I like you in Soul Plane. And he looked at me like, really? And was like, thanks. Like, <laughs> and that's before, uh, wow. uh, before you know, the Kevin Hart, the luminary, you know, that towers above us uh, today. You might have given him the gumption to keep going. I he might have given up. He, he might have been about down to that quit. day. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think. I, I did uh, uh, Mission Impossible 4. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen IMAX, yeah. four and five and six. I did yeah. two up there. I, I want to say maybe my 14th wow. birthday was MI2 at City Walk. Very, very pleasant. I saw evening, South Park Bigger, Longer Uncut at City Walk. Whoa. I remember that, actually. Good with an audience. Uh, yeah. I saw it with Great with an audience. And also my mom was one of the moms that like uh, brought other people's kids to see <laughs> South Park like, oh, uh, cool. without permission. So, so that was fun, too. You to South Park. No, my mom took us to South wow. Park because I watched it once with her. And she like was like, okay, this is good, actually. And then she was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll just tell I'll bring all your friends in. <laughs> like, uh, I, uh, I used to go a lot. I'm sure they do something like this now, but for a while they would do like the first show on Sundays with $6. Oh. So I saw like Coraline and Tropic Thunder. This is sure. a really day to get Casino Royale. Uh, uh, yeah, I just remember going because it was like cheap there, and I think AMC still well, does on like Tuesdays or something. Mm-hmm. Everything's but it now it's probably like it's only twelve dollars yeah. instead mm-hmm. of eighteen. Ugh, the These big, tickets have gotten so expensive. Yeah. Well, they are literally like if you want an IMAX, it's like twenty seven, twenty six dollars now. Uh, um, so when we're okay, we're talking about 
you know, prices being out of hand, about the parking sure. being difficult, about missing the the quality of of uh, movies like uh, uh, Mo Better Blues and Ninja Turtles Three. Were better. I will um, say, yeah. Jack, you mentioned the Vista earlier. Vista still does six fifty matinees, seven days <laughs> a week. They gotta get the stadium seating in there. They have to, you know, rebuild the entire interior of the theater uh, to my specification so that it's more like the ArcLight. There's only one way forward for the Vista. Um, but the only way that we're going to get a truly good movie deal is to do a little time traveling. Hmm. Uh, uh, let me explain. I, I, here's another thing I did while on the, while alive on the planet Earth. I went to on web.archive.org, uh, uh, the, the Wayback Machine, to CityWalkHollywood.com. Oh, and wow. I discovered that in 2004... Uh, CityWalk had a movie and meal deal. For 19.95, you would get a selected uh, menu item from one of CityWalk's fine restaurants. You would see a movie. Uh, yeah, there's a minimum two person, so you do it on a you do it on a date. Uh, um, but uh, 19.95, a meal, a movie, uh, and an eight dollar parking rebate. Um, and what I thought is that uh, we should all together travel back to 2004 and pick out our individual ideal uh, sure. movie movie meal deals so what yeah. i have with me let me reach into my laptop oh, okay. case i i will distribute these i have printed out oh, great. from from the wayback machine uh the if you could pass this down to when mike you jason said you had a lot it's all becoming <laughs> crystal clear <laughs> yes indeed wow you stapled papers I stapled together and collated wow. them Thank because you that would be so much shuffling on the podcast a lot of black what, ink too what, yeah yeah i wasted my own gray <laughs> black um, so what you have in front of you is a list of all of the qualifying menu items at mm. Fine City Walk establishments that you could have picked, or choose one only, uh, and a list of the hundred top grossing films of 2004. <laughs> now, I don't know if these films actually played at City Walk sure. at the time, but let's make an assumption. And by the way, I'm no, uh, uh, you know, I'm no blockbuster, you know, big wig. If there is a more obscure film of 2004 sure. that you would like to select, uh, uh, feel free. But let's all say our idealized 2004 night. I'm going to go first so, so you guys have a second to look. Um the, I thought the most appetizing meal to me was the tradition, the classic combo at the Hard Rock Cafe uh, of a hamburger with French fries and a coffee. Sure, sounds great to me. And I will, <laughs> and, it, and it's also the closest <laughs> restaurant to the movie theater. Uh, you so get a good I seat. Will, uh, yes, yeah, and get there because you weren't seat reservation was not so no, much no. a thing back then. So uh, you have to be on time. And I am going to get there, and I am going to see a movie I still have never seen. And what better way than seeing it in, in time travel? is uh, I, I'm going to see Tom Hanks in The Terminal because mm. I feel like I can really relate to the tale of a man trapped in a small retail area <laughs> with limited uh, dining and shopping options. Sure. So, so, so uh, you don't Rock get Cafe to, in The Terminal. You don't get to bring in the meal with you. This is like you go for a meal at the restaurant. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a dinner and a movie. And, gotcha. and you, you, have to, you have to bring a date. So, you know, mm. uh, maybe keep that in mind. Uh, maybe it's, well, it doesn't It doesn't have to be. It could and, be something what year, for... What year was this again? 2004. So feel free to apply if you were dating somebody at the time or if you just want to bring one of your bros. It's, it's okay. up to you. Hi 
I think, uh, uh, I, think I, I'm I was. Ready. I'll, I'll bring my 2004 girlfriend. She's she's coming along. <laughs> uh, J- Jenna, let's have fun at the terminal. Uh, so you guys feel free to also say who you who you'd select for this. Well, I think I'm gonna go with Carl Strauss and get mm. the New Orleans dirty rice. Yeah, uh, usually a solid mm. food choice. I'm having a tough time deciding though whether I want to see Shrek two or the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, <laughs> two movies I did see in the theaters. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I understand. That's a tough one. That's a pickle. Um, don't you have to see the passion though? I think don't you I have gotta to see the well, just for the theater the experience? Like we were talking about right. with Borat. Like oh, yeah. it's like passion <laughs> is better with a, a crowd. You know From what all I mean? The hooting and hollering you're going to hear in the theater. It's yeah. fun to I get two, you're going to be laughing as much at home as you would be in the theater. I'm going to laugh wherever I have the yeah. Shrek Two experience. Exactly. <laughs> I could be on a plane and be having that experience. Who's, who's going with it? Who's special to you in 2004? You want to take on a nice passion date? I, probably just one of my high school roommate or college roommates <laughs> the people I hung out with in 2004. Hey, sounds good. Uh, uh, well, have a good, like have a good, good time. time, guys. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you ready? Right. Well, I think I figured out. So I'm trying to I'm trying to really get in the head of me in 2004. That's like I'm not trying to mm. do what would be fun now. I'm trying to think where I was at. I was 20 years old. I had literally just gotten my first girlfriend. Oh, nice. And we were together. Um, and what we we look, we were very into independent stuff. You know. Oh yes. We were into indie music, all the coolest indie music, all the coolest indie films. Oh, I think I know where you're going with so, it. So I think you know we're not maybe gonna have a hamburger or or a cheeseburger. We're gonna get something a lot more exotic, like salmon teriyaki wasabi. Okay, we don't just have like the normal meal. We yeah, have something sure. a little bit more uh, creative Trying and innovative. Culture. And of course. We're going to see the hippest indie film with the hippest oh, indie music. Yeah. I think I know what that Number is. Number 93, Garden State. Wow. wow. That's the one. We are going to tear up when the Fru Fru song comes on. Right. When he talks about his mom hitting her head on the dishwasher. When was this time when we were happy? And we're going to be like, that was good. Like, that really kind of spoke to a generation. And that's a hell of a soundtrack. The shins are wonderful it'll change your life i swear and they did change our life they Uh, changed it i mean you guys i mean it's hard to say but could you like it would just adding up all the concrete ways that the shins changed all of our lives well i did purchase shoots too narrow which Mm -hmm. was their follow-up album the first shins Uh, album was like three years old at the point the guarded state came out by the way (laughs) most of those songs were a few had been around for a while. The song was what carrying is creepy. Is that there's the w- two? Mm-hmm. I forget what the other one was. There's um, two on there. Am I gonna have to pay royalties now? I gotta Maybe. pay Getty and pay the Shins for singing all their <laughs> the songs. The Shins did a good job of like hitting all the uh, uh, parameters for like young men around that time. Because as somebody who's like not that into or knows about music, mm-hmm. I know about the Shins because of their music appearing in the anime FLCL. Oh, so wow. no matter oh, yeah. what type of weird little young man you were uh, around the turn of the century <laughs> but who does you the were going to be aware of the that? shins that's a different what are they called i think they just use shins music in in throughout the 
the series, unless I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they do. Or maybe it's the pillows that are I used. I think it's the pillows, yeah. Okay, well, Because I mind. was a big fan of yeah. Foolish Just so I cut this. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll you can't see out. that yeah. at uh, uh, the Cineplex Odeon, can you? No, 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 no. Probably no. not. It's, it's like you're back in 2004 again. Yeah. Uh, fully, coolly progressive. Currently <laughs> airing on Adult Swim. Well, okay, so so to start with, you know, I'm putting myself in my shoes when I was two th- in 2004, just like mm-hmm. Mike as well. Uh, uh, I also don't want to brag, but I did have a girlfriend as well. This would have been dude. very good. Coming well, right well, to the well. end of look at the sh- look at the millionaires. <laughs> yeah. Well, this would have been coming to the end of uh, high school where I did not date a single person, yep. and yeah. so right yeah. at the end of uh, high school, I think for about like uh, a couple months, I did find a, a way to get a girlfriend. So. I did have a girlfriend in high school, and uh, I'm going to beat you guys up after this. Scott, <laughs> Scott had one that he saw twice oh, wow. in high school. Wait, the what? Right. Oh, yes. I was in a long-distance relationship where I saw her cool. once a year. Yeah. We just did a little fist bump over here. Long distance. So, but Nadia uh, was a, a vegetarian mm-hmm. um, who I uh, joined the recycling club to impress. Uh, um, <laughs> and so that, that, just the fact that she's a vegetarian knocks out Gladstone which mm. doesn't have a vegetarian option. Uh, it knocks out um, hard... Well, not a hard rock. It doesn't knock out a hard rock. Uh, stuff there. There's some options You want to treat her something that's not a little it's gonna better lock, than It's going to knock Caesar out salad. Tony Roma's. Yeah. It's going to knock out the wasabi at City Walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that for us, we probably would have been going with Shanghai and Maine around that time. Oh, nice. Um, mm. I think that I would have been very happy with the Mongolian beef or the sweet and sour chicken, any of the meat options really um i guess i'll just choose the sweet and sour chicken for the purposes of this um mm-hmm. and she would of course be relegated way. to the vegetable chow mein uh, mm-hmm. as her only option mm-hmm. uh and It'll as far as the films we could see i mean it's also hard for me to pick uh, uh to pick one as well um but uh going with who i knew i was in 2004 um i'm gonna have to go with just the movie that comes in right after Mike's Garden State, and that, of course, is Jersey yeah. Girl. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that I would have liked it after having seen the movie, but uh, being well aware of how big a fan I was mm-hmm. of Kevin Smith around that time, I think mm-hmm. uh, I think I definitely would have checked out Jersey Girl. Was that the first film past the quadrilogy, the quintrilogy? It was, of, it yeah, was the, they had the, closed the book on the View Universe. It's never coming never back. Coming back. Yep. And then, which is six sad. months later, it was back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after right after right Jersey after Girl. Jersey Girl, coincidentally, he decided <laughs> we're opening the book back up, and there's more tales tales to tell in the Viewisk universe. Features the great Jersey specific of George Carlin saying, "Don't throw out that grease. I needed to cook the pork roll." Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we all remember a type that. of rolled yeah. meat to, uh, specific to North and South Jersey and the Philadelphia area. I I really like everybody's uh, choices there. I I think we're all having all having mm-hmm. fun nights well, it's a great night no matter yeah. what yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um i don't that's maybe a high note to to take it out on but i also i do want to wrap back around to the the legitimate uh, uh political quagmire that happened at this theater uh, uh hopefully this isn't too much of a bummer but here's what happened pre-city walk when it's just that theater up there amidst the orange groves uh boys in the hood is released and there was a shooting at 
city walk a non-deadly shooting but the movie this the screening did not happen there was like gun gunfire rang out before the movie even started uh, screening canceled uh so th- then that was the first film i believe by john singleton uh, uh when his next movie poetic justice came out the cineplex odeon refused to show it citing the previous example of what happened when we showed uh boys in the hood uh, uh the naacp was really upset about it they reached out to la mayor Richard Reardon saying, what do you think about this? And he said, let business do its thing. If that's their judgment, that's their judgment. Mm. Uh, the I NAACP mean, called Reardon's comments appalling. We can't just let business uh, do its thing. Called it a blatantly racist uh, yeah. move. Um, and so, yeah, here you go. Actually, the, the cross-section of City Walk politics and films. Sure, here we are. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this has echoes that reverberate even today to, you know... Uh, 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 cakes shops refusing to make mm. wedding cakes for uh, gay people. That's uh, true, isn't it? And then also, you know, uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders not getting mm. served at the Red Red Hen in uh, <laughs> Lexington, Virginia. Uh, I don't think. I think everywhere at City Walk would be very cordial to Sarah. Think so? I think she can I, walk I think in. There, I think that there are some spots in City Walk that maybe wouldn't serve Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm. Mm, if we had to eyeball it, yeah, voodoo. I think voodoo. Voodoo would not. Voodoo They're shouldn't. Progressive. Yeah, they wouldn't. Uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. Love all, serve all. Uh, they might have been hoisted <laughs> by their own petard. They have to. They have no choice. Margaritaville. She's like she's, uh, she's queen fine. She's fine in Margaritaville. But, but, though Buffett himself is liberal. Yeah. Uh, but probably, but not I so. Think but millionaire liberal. It's a big tent. It's yeah. a big tent. I am. She probably wouldn't be allowed to do the iFly indoor skydiving because people would throw things at the. Yeah. <laughs> Break the glass. When you I'd, I'd be worried that, that if she went to do the Zen Zone, that if the though the very nice people at the Zen Zone, uh-huh. they have some crazy tools and stuff they can like ramp up and get going at full speed. Oh, and they yeah, because they electric like, shocked me. Her, they, uh, they attached electrodes to me and they shot electricity through me. And then when I tried mm-hmm. to put it up to ten, it was truly like I was being tortured. Oh, is that the? Didn't they used to have that at the when it was the 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 arcade there uh, where uh, Margaritaville was? Did they have what? Was they it? had like a chair oh. that you would like hold the handles, and oh, it was like supposed yeah. to be electrocuting that, you. I oh, remember well, those a, in arcades. Yeah, no, this is like more like a holistic like, oh, kind okay, of massage okay. thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's literally like a thing that sends a jolt of electricity through your body. Yeah. So if somebody, you. if some, if a Zen Zone employee was upset and took their anger out on Sarah Sanders, they could they could crank some of those electrical implements up all the way. Yeah. Um, that's the power that the Zen Zone. We were putting a lot of trust in the hands of the Zen Zone people that they weren't mad at us about like our review of a previous universal ride mm-hmm. like they disagreed with our views on uh what had we done by then back to the future yeah. or or they're <laughs> like no we hate et how dare you talk about how much you love it scott when you alluded earlier uh, that there was like political stuff about city walk mm-hmm. i thought you were talking about the universal evolution plan which is constantly oh. being updated and never fulfilled about how they wanted to add extra lanes to barham boulevard and build apartments on the back lot. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. I would love to live 
in I the mean, back lot. You could live <laughs> the former, the former spot of the psycho house. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to live. I would love to live in the exact place where King Kong burned down. <laughs> like, well, I believe they wanted to build them and more shops and a pedestrian mall on top of what is now the superstore itself. Oh man, mm. I was going to say mm. that no matter where Sarah Huckabee Sanders got kicked out at Universal, the thing that I put forward, I theorized that uh, no matter where it is, Chris Pratt would come to her defense. Chris <laughs> Pratt, uh, uh, member of the Jurassic family, uh, you, I think would like make a comment being like, we should welcome, you know, Sarah Sanders. And whatever. he's like famously a, you know, he sang Margaritaville at the op- at the, the opening of oh, Jurassic really? World. With Jimmy Buffett and producer Frank Marshall. So he might be oh, hanging yeah. out at Margaritaville already. When it happens. Would be, also, I don't think we talked about this. He might come up doing his dino hand stance and be like, let her eat, let her eat. Sarah, Sarah, it's me. It's me, Chris. Um, I, he also, by the way, worked at the, not the City Walk uh, Bubba Gumps, but he worked at the uh, the Maui one, the one where Ooh. my grandfather had a heart attack. Oh, uh, I'm so he, sorry to hear he that. He was literally, Chris Pratt was Jeez. literally discovered uh, uh, by... It's like he was he was being a charming waiter and, wow. and a direct this he was waiting on somebody who said uh, you know I'm a I'm a director would you yeah. want to be in my movie was it yeah James, sure was it James was it? Toback <laughs> yeah it's like he was serving a table for Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> <laughs> discovered in Hawaii no no you know what's was weird it David Gordon Green because he shows up in no. one of those early movies the strange thing is it was Ray Don Chong uh, the uh, female lead of Commando. Uh, wow! Uh, yeah, and she she took him up on it, flew him out to L.A. four days later, and That's he's not in true. That can't, that can't be true. <laughs> he's in the movie, and he was a waiter there. So what the fuck? Like you're like you're just literally like come to like fly from Hawaii to whatever. <laughs> yeah, I but, guess. but we're not. This isn't a major. Fi- who knows what you this know, movie is? I, you used to just sit at the counter at Schwab's pharmacy, <laughs> and then uh, you know. I don't believe that tale. I think that that's grown in the telling is what I think. Uh, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no way to know. But we do know that he would everyone, leap to Sarah's defense. <laughs> Most of these stories, everyone leaves out like a rich parent or right. like a connected parent to like an agent or something. And then there's like just like this charming story where like I was living in my car and I didn't know. And somebody <laughs> saw me and I waved to them and they said I look cute on screen. And then I was in a movie. And it's my, like, aunt, my aunt told me to go to this restaurant, uh-huh. seek out this person. And, and represent them. <laughs> uh, George Clooney was just in that studio apartment with his little pig. Right. Yeah. Iron Rick was just at the the bar mitzvah <laughs> where Steven Spielberg discovered him. That's true. Do you guys mm-hmm. know that? That's I true. Didn't. That's a very oh. yeah. His first Spielberg saw him in a video that was yeah, made specifically. That, that forehead needs to be on the silver screen. <laughs> So on you the widest on that forehead. The big, if you saw it at the City Walk right. IMAX, yeah. the, one of the biggest screens in the city. You know, the actual uh, Alden Ironreich's forehead was the size of a regular screen. If you watch it in IMAX, that's actually the size of. You could project a regular size movie within the movie within screen. Solo on his forehead. Um, well, let's get that that event moving uh, up at uh, Cineplex Odeon, and we yeah. end with that. Check 
Jack Allison, you survived podcast wow. the ride. Uh, uh, see, there was a ton, there was a ton there. there. Was I'm a glad ton. you yeah. Yeah. There, I didn't even tell the story about uh, when I waited late at night uh, at the GameStop before it was Things from Another World to buy. I think Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and mm. some oh, uh, yeah. comedy mm. guy interviewed me in line for some like for like funny dot com or something <laughs> like that, and then tried to edit it to make me look like a fool for staying up so late buying a video game. What a nerd I was. For well, doing comedy websites would never make people look foolish yeah. or take advantage of you. You have I'm, no experience with I'm that. I'm well guilty of it myself. So yeah, uh, that's uh, what we do. But, that Wait, but that's that's the same that's that's the same location where you got interviewed about the simulator ride. Crazily enough, that is true. Uh, you spend enough time you spend enough time around that in. area and city walk and you get a camera shoved in your face. That's just the magic of show business. In I was Los just Angeles. hanging out up at City Walk and somebody put a camera on me and before I knew it, I was a star. Uh, yeah, I was a mm-hmm. star of a funny dot com video. <laughs> I just wanted to go to Gladstones for some fried fish and I got caught up in a jaywalking segment. That's the gold standard. Funny.com and on their like, you know, custom fat flash player that can't embed or whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. that's kid stuff. Like uh jaywalking, that is that's really that's you what we wanna, all shoot you for. You wanna get roasted because you don't know who like the twenty second president was. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I want Jay Leno of all people uh decked out in nothing but denim to call me a fucking idiot uh, <laughs> on TV because I don't know, can't name like all the Supreme Court justices in ni- the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that was the uh, if you uh, he, that was the World Cup of looking like an idiot uh, yeah. on in in for comedy. I don't know where you go now if you want to be a a celebrated idiot <sighs> without the without jaywalking. Well, uh, Trevor Noah just plays a clip of you and says like. This guy looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and they move on, right? Yeah, you, you're, if you, you'd be lucky to get onto uh, the Joel McHale show. Uh, mm-hmm. If you, maybe so, what has to happen is that someone needs to do a video of you where you look stupid, and that goes viral, and then you're on every show, mm-hmm. and then you're on every single show, and everybody's got their little comment for you. Oh okay. yeah, okay. and if it doesn't happen in a timely fashion, you're like crossing your fingers for next season of Tosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Tosh. Well, that's I mean, you know, it is that's huge. It's huge to get. Tosh, but yeah, it's a little more on a uh, uh, a longer timeline. You know, one yeah. time I, I made a little, I made a video that was a sketch that was intended to be funny. It sure. was on my YouTube, and I got called by a Tosh producer who wanted to use it on the show as if it was like found a found object. Well, it was. He found it. He found it. Yeah, yeah. Him, a real Hollywood guy, yeah. and me, some rube somewhere. And he called me. I was working at Funny or Die at the time, <laughs> so I had an, a Hollywood job. And he and this guy called me and and like could not have been more condescending on the phone could not have thought I was more of like a Kansas kid and he was like so you know so what we can do we can pay you uh, we can pay you a hundred dollars for that and I know that's not a lot of money but you know what it's that's you know maybe that's a little bit you could buy a new camera buy yourself a new camera that might be nice and I'm just like I like like I'm in the parking lot and you know Snoop hey, Dogg pulls you know, a, a up a lot right of times a lot of times with Tosh though they're they're just dealing with people who own a video they took of someone dying 
seeing and so it's less like a personal investment from the videographer because mostly they just took a video of somebody getting killed and then put that online <laughs> and whereas you are just there like hey man I think I'm down the street from you I can see you Wait. I'm waving can hey you man, see me are you sitting at the daily grill outside calling me I can see you uh, Jack uh, thanks for being here anything you'd like to, to plug or you know uh, well not really I mean um, I do the struggle session podcast which is at patreon.com slash struggle session and uh, I'm on Twitter at, uh, at Jack Allison lol and uh, you know there's a all you know I'm doing uh, uh, Mitch live pretty soon which is gonna be oh like, that may uh, have happened by the time this is yeah, airing, we'll, yeah. we'll have done Mitch live recently which is like we're doing a, uh, a, a brand new show that's based on kind of similar uh, you know theme like a, a, another show we did before uh, but yeah it's with Mike Mitchell uh, famously on the Doughboys podcast, interviewing people and all that kind of bullshit. So, you know, enjoy it if it's happening still. You're, you, you're streaming that on Twitch. Are you going to archive it? Like, uh, yeah, I think so. I'm not Twitch? sure what we're going to do with that archive. I think we're going to yeah. have an archive. I'm not sure if we'll like have it live immediately or what the fuck. We'll, we'll throw it in the Bugman LLC vault or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, or if you'll play it, if you'll sneak in with a projector to the IMAX theater and play, play it, on, it on Alden's forehead. The next time there's an Alden movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, of course, the, too. the uh the tale of the what the fuck were they called? Like the the bad guys in Solo. Like, oh yeah, like uh, who Darth Maul is in charge of? Like Crimson Dawn. The the yeah. tale of Crimson Dawn needs to continue. Solo uh, two Crimson Dawn. Yeah, Solo okay. two Crimson so Dawn. So look for Mitch live playing exclusively inside a frame of <laughs> Solo, Solo two, two, two Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Dawn. Uh, uh, finally, the Gotti of Star Wars movies. Yeah. Finally, something about organized crime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fellas, uh, you know where we're at. Let's we gotta wrap this. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll keep also, plugging our stuff tomorrow. Also, we just got the stone. I heard. Oh, oh yeah! Oh my God! I totally Sector forgot. Thirteen Stone is finally appearing. To oh wow! To us. And, uh, and the stone is in the shape. I can't it's, quite see well, it, guys. This one, it's in the shape. Of. This one is is it's oval shaped, like that classic nineties uh-huh. oval logo that a lot of things use. Sure. And it's just got a picture of uh, all the members of Dishwalla in best t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that a stone. Oh, has a now picture I on see it. it. I'm sorry, yeah. my vision is blurry today. Mm-hmm. Now it's in front of us. We completed Sector Thirteen. Mm-hmm. The Sector Keeper is on his way to being resuscitated, and we're on our way to uh, our next sector. Mm-hmm. We'll see you tomorrow is this this come out like seven days a week this podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this series is coming out forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced dog. by mike carlson jason sheridan scott gardner brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey for more original podcasts, Dog. please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe Dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dog. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.